Well, South Africa sent their team, uh, their best available team, and they were dispatched uh, with ease by the Black Caps. It was a, a really authoritative performance, particularly Kane Williamson. Three hundreds and a 40 in four outings, and Willow Rourke coming up trumps. There were some uh, downsides to it. Another injury to Kyle Jamison, of course, uh, and uh, two or three batsmen not quite getting uh, the kind of time in the middle that we wanted them to with the numbers against their names. But overall... How did it pan out for you? How did it pan out for uh, the boss, Gary Steele, who joins us this morning? Gary, good morning. Good morning, Smithy. Pretty happy with uh, with what you saw in the end? Yeah, I mean, the goal is obviously to go and, and win two test matches, and um, I think all the pundits would say that we were expected to win it, so uh, that was the, the pleasing side of it. I mean, there were some outstanding individual performances, of you, as you've just alluded to, and Add Rachin into that as well with his 240, um, and and yeah, it was it was pleasing to get the results that we wanted. But we we certainly know that the the, the really big series is just around the corner. It is, it is. Uh, obviously, uh, terrible news for Kyle Jamison, who who looked uh, in Mount Maunganui to to have some decent rhythm, although it seemed uh, he might have been bowling through the pain barrier there. Yeah, he he picked up a bit of sore. Well, I saw back through that through that test match, and to be honest, we we didn't expect it to be anywhere near as as serious as what it's come out to be. So we certainly all feel for Kyle. He's been a a massive part of our our test bowling unit, and I guess his results alone against against everyone has has proven that he's right up there with one of the world's best with in, in our test side. So we're certainly feeling for him. It's, it's another extended period of time on the sideline for him, but. Um, He's got a lot of hope, he's got a lot of courage and a lot of commitment to, to be back and playing in, in the Black Caps um, hat again. Gary, you've uh, pulled Ma, uh, Matt Henry from the T20 series. Is, is that just precautionary? Is it, is it niggly or should we a bit, be a bit more concerned than that? More precautionary than anything. He, he had a bit of a, a sore sort of hip and groin area, but he still managed to bowl through that. But it was just the... With the, the test series ahead sort of taking more priority for us at this stage, it, it was more precautionary than anything. Out of the uh, South African series, uh, just uh, looking at uh, a couple of areas which may or may not concern you a wee bit, the top order, how, how do you feel about the, the two openers uh, going forward? Yeah, I mean, you always want guys to score more and more runs, don't you? But... Um, I mean, I think it is one of the toughest jobs there is to do in, in world cricket is to open the batting. And both Latham and Conway have uh, have fantastic records, both averaging above 40. And, and I think when you, you consider it and some of the wickets we play on, I still think that is world-class when you look over a, a long period. Yes, they haven't scored runs in, in, in the, I guess, immediate past, but they're both class players and we do have a lot of faith in them both. Gary, if, if you could order, and I'm not sure you're allowed to these days, what, what kind of pitch, if you could ask one, like, you know, for a bowl of soup or whatever, what, what, what would you want to play against Australia at, at the moment if you could say, um, I think it's Hayden, his name, at, at the, the Basin Reserve, I hope I've got that right, whether you could say, Hayden, this is what I want you to deliver for me, would you have a preference? Well, I'll be down there today and we'll, we'll have training this afternoon. I'll talk to, talk to Hayden around it and see what he... Uh, what it is coming up like. But I, I think you still want something that has a little bit of life in it. Um, yes, they have a fantastic bowling tack as well, but we also need to, to make sure that we do have the capabilities of taking 20 wickets as well. And 
Um, uh, the encouraging thing for us is I think Pakistan uh, and then West Indies showed that, that this Australian side can be beaten. Um, but you do have to play some very good cricket on whatever you're on. And uh, I think for, for West Indies to get up, it, it, I think it, it's given a lot of other teams some encouragement. They have a bowling attack, as you mentioned, which is uh, truly world-class. I don't think too many times in the history of the game any side has boasted four bowlers that have got 250 test wickets uh, at least all bowling together. Uh, does, that, does that add to your, when you look at your selection side of things, do you look to say, in terms of that, we've got to bolster the batting. We have to be a little bit stronger in the batting department. Um, perhaps six batters plus Tom Blunder, was that a possibility? I think that just depends on what the surface looks like because ultimately, I think to win the test match, you still have to take 20 wickets as well. And, and whilst I hear um, what you're saying around it, then, then we need to make sure that we still have that capability of the, the 20 wickets. So uh, again, that, the, the Basin wicket the last couple of years has probably spun um, a little bit more. Uh, than what it had previously. Um, so, so we, again, we'll, we'll talk with Hagen around that, what his expectations are, and then make a make a call on the makeup of our side. In terms of uh, that, then uh, looking obviously with with that in mind to perhaps have some uh, spin bowling options in there, do you have a, a number one specialist spin bowler that you're prepared to say you're going to take Lyon on with him? Is, is there one or is it going to be a combination of? Well, I think if you have Rachin that is in the top four or five batting, um, then you have a split option. We don't view Rachin as our number one at the moment. We're saying that is Mitch Satner. He, he's been uh, a guy who I, I've been hugely impressed with, especially over the last 12 months, the way he's, he's developed his red ball bowling as well. So um, he's, a, he's the guy for, for, for me anyway that I think if we say we, we do think this is going to spin as the guy you're likely to see in the starting lineup. Okay, um, it, it's, it's interesting. So, um, yeah, okay, so it looked like maybe, maybe a, a spinner and, and uh, three seamers. The, the, the development of, of Willow Rourke and, and perhaps uh, having now without Jameson, obviously having him to step up uh, at the base and reserve. Tell us a wee bit about his character and, and uh, his, his development. Yeah, Will's, uh, I mean, he, he's still relatively new into the first-class scene, and, and amazingly, up until that first test match, he, he picked up his two best um, first-class figures in, in, in first innings and then bettered it in the second innings. The thing that we've really liked about Will is um, he keeps running in, and I think you saw that with his pace and, his, and the bounce that he can get, and we had, a, I guess, an inkling that he has the ability to get good players out with that extra bounce, and um, really delighted with the way he started. He, he's obviously got a big heart. Um, he, he's come, come obviously from cricketing stock with his dad, Paddy, that, that played quite a lot of first-class cricket as well. And um, so it's great. It's great just to see a, a guy that's come on and, and get some early success, which I think just helps you believe in yourself at this level as well, because there are always doubts. You brought in... Um Scott Kugeline, tell us a wee bit about the thinking to, to bring Kugeline in. Um, we've got Texans saying, what about Braceful? What about this guy? What about that guy? What did, what did you settle um, on on Kugeline? Yeah, well, we were sort of looking at a, at a replacement for Jameson, and, 
and felt that depending on the makeup of the team, you wanted someone with the ability to, to bat at eight. And I think Scott has three first-class centuries to his name, um, but also bowl in the, the high 130s, close to 140 area. And, and that's, I think he's one of the few guys in the country that sort of fits that mould for us. Um, he's obviously still young in terms of an international test career anyway, but uh, they are the attributes that we saw that we thought fitted the role the best for us. In terms of uh, the Australians, I'd imagine you've been doing quite a lot of a lot of homework there. What about Steve Smith, the opener, as a, as opposed to Steve Smith, the number four? Do you, do you change your thinking there? I, I sort of quite like it in a way. Um, it, it's a new position for him. Uh, he's obviously a world-class player, I think, wherever he plays, but he's still, I imagine, learning that position a, a wee bit. So I think from a, a New Zealand point of view, it opens up the potential to maybe get him out earlier, which I'm always in favour of, Smithy. I would imagine you are, <laughs> Steady. Hey, look, um, <laughs> that, that, you, you've alluded to it, I've alluded to it too, and I've watched them over the summer. Um, what, what approach do you take uh, against their, their bowling attack? Is it, a, is it an outlasting type thing? I mean, they're not getting any younger, I think it's fair to say. Uh, yeah, and, uh, but they're deadly. I, I think their accuracy is something that side struggle with their consistent accuracy. What, how do you strategize against that? Look, we, we have selected a team and, and we'll select, our, I guess, our batting order as well on just trying to get guys to play their own natural way. And, and when you consider the openers and, and Kane and they, they go about doing their things their way, there's a lot of trust and belief and perhaps that side of wearing, wearing teams down a bit. But I think we have the option and, and the likes of Ravindra Mitchell... Um, Blundell, Phillips, the likes of those players who are naturally more stroke makers to, to maybe be able to put the, the acid back on them at times as well. And it's about, I think, trying to find times through the test match that we can also exert some dominance and, and put some pressure on. But you've got to be courageous, you've got to be brave to be able to do that, and you've got to earn the right to do it. So it's a fine balance through the test and finding those moments. Well, Young... Um delivered for you. You gave him an opportunity in the second test, uh, made an error of judgment in the first when he was looking pretty good, but looked pretty good in the second as well. So be encouraged by his form? Absolutely. I mean, it's always great when you, you have guys who have, have, I guess, sat in the background for a while and, um, and has been working very, very hard on his game. And we all know Youngie's a, a fine player and perhaps has been a, a, a little bit unfortunate in terms of the error of, of batsmen that have come through the system. Um, to not get more opportunity, but he is a he's a he's a classy player. He's a lovely player to watch, easy on the eye, um, and and plays well off both feet. And uh, how's Tim? How's uh, Tim's fitness? And I noticed his speed was slightly down on what we've expected in the past. Was he holding back a wee bit? Um, no, look, I don't think so. I mean, I think Tim's Tim's fine. I mean, it was just a. The, the two pitches we played against South Africa were a little bit on the slow side and, and mm. I thought in the first innings in Hamilton in particular, um, he bowled with very good accuracy and I thought they, they actually played him and left him very, very well. And sometimes you need that little bit of luck, don't you, for someone to poke at one, you get the edge and you're away. And But um, look, Tim, Tim's a... Tim's a class player. We know that. Um, yes, he is. He's getting a little bit older, as we all are. But he, he's still, in our opinion, uh, one of our one of our best. And um, hopefully, hopefully, he he can nip the top off the Aussies and, and we get into their middle order.
Right, you've got some pressing business. I've been focusing, obviously, on the long version of the game, but uh, we've got some pressing business starting um, very, very soon, and that's uh, the matter of some uh, T20 games, which have a lot of importance, of course, uh, Gary, because uh, you're running out of opportunities to finalise your World Cup squad. Uh, how close do you feel you are in that regard? Yeah, I think we're, we. I think the closer you get to a World um, World Cup, the naturally there's probably a little bit more notice goes on some positions but I think we're getting pretty tight uh, to to where we're going to end up we the, the thing for us at the moment is just getting the balance of the squad like uh, right we're obviously playing in the West Indies it's going to I imagine favor uh, spin a little bit more so um, it'd be nice to to get someone like Michael Bracewell I guess back on the park soon after after being out injured for a period of time, because I think he will be an important part of us going forward, although not in this series. And at this stage, I, I guess you really have to use Devon now because uh, Tim Seifert's out injured. Uh, is that the role you you continue to see for, for Devon, the gloves as well? Um, look, again, that depends on the, the makeup of the other batsmen as well. And, and But Devon's done it for us in the past, and I think done a really good job for us. It, it doesn't appear to into his batting at all in T20 cricket. Um, he, he enjoys the, he enjoys the keeping role as well. So actually looking forward to seeing how Devon goes in the, the, the T20s. It, it might just be the catalyst for I guess, getting the hands through the ball a bit more as well and, and, and finding some freedom in his play. You get a guy like Devon Conway, whose class is so evident. I mean, we've seen it. Uh, we had to wait a long time to see it, but we're finally seeing it. When he goes through a rough patch, how do you work? Who works with him? How do you go through it? Oh, a lot of people. I, I think it, it's your coaches, your mental support as well. It's the people around him, just getting getting around him and making sure that he trusts in his process and trusts his his game. Because as you said, I mean, the class is there. You can see it just by looking at him. Um, I think all players go through through patches of, uh, I guess, being a little bit lower in confidence at times. So. Um, it's a, it's it's not just one person's role. It's it's everyone around him to to get around him, and you know sometimes it's just one one out of the middle, and all of a sudden the feeling's back there again. And, and um, I thought Devon sh- showed some signs in that last innings of a couple of uh, sort of trademark straight drives. I thought, oh, this is getting close again. It feels like it, and it looks like what we want to see. Just finally, best to last, as they say, your goat. Kane Williamson, um, who astounds me. It doesn't matter who it is he plays against. His level of concentration, his level of dedication, seems to be unwavering and just does not. It just does not change. Uh, tell us a wee bit about um, how he continues to uh, impress you and, and what it is about his ethics uh, as much as his technique. Yeah, he's. Well, he astounds you. He certainly astounds me as well. And I get, I guess, one of the closest closest looks at him and um, he, he has an incredible desire to I guess just complete the role that he's trying to do out there and I thought his, his, the innings uh, a couple of days ago in Hamilton in the second innings uh, that 100 was incredible really on a on a pretty tricky wicket at times and I thought the South Africans bowled really really well and, and were demanding and thought had very good plans against him but but Kane's the kind of guy, he, we know his humility, he doesn't like talking about himself much, but 
his uh, his ability to just keep getting the job done for this New Zealand side is is quite incredible, really. And um, I I know one day when he's not there, we will know how valuable he has been for a, for such a long period of time for this team. I mean, to you know, he's what thirty two hundreds now. Uh, God knows how long he's going to go for. May it be forever, but. You know, when you start dealing in those sorts of numbers, Gary, I mean, that is um, quite incredible for a young kid out of Tauranga Intermediate, etc., just to, to rack those numbers up, to go past people like Bradman, for God's sake. That's right. And, um, again, you, I don't think you'll get Kane talking about this, but I, I sort of said to our guys in the in the dressing room the other night, the, the, the appetite for um, the way he plays is incredible. And I, I think you've got to go back three or four years um, in, in him scoring a 50 and going out between 50 and 100. He, he, he just gets himself in and he has this incredible ability to, to just continue to, to complete his process, ball after ball after ball, regardless of how good the opposition are. And that is... Um, that, that's just, I guess, a measure of the player that he is when you start talking about some of the world's greats. I think he is in that, that echelon of player. Yep, certainly is. Uh, the numbers don't lie. Uh, but the attitude and, and um, just the way he presents himself, it's great. Hey, Gary, uh, thank you very much for your time this morning. I, I, I imagine you've got a couple of days off. And then, uh, I don't know, you're actually at the Basin today, you say. So um, all the best to the T20 series, and we'll, we'll, catch, we'll catch up with the Basin and... Uh, Hope like it, you get the pitch that you that you want, mate. Cheers, all the very best. Thanks, Billy. Cheers. Thank you, Gary. Stay there, folks. Of course, uh, head coach for the Black Caps, uh, and don't forget that he can add that to his resume as well. Uh, it just continues uh, to build up for him. Yes, some people will say yes, but well, it's that South African side. You can only beat what you put is put in front of you. Had he not beaten them, had they got out with the draw, had they managed to steal one from us, we'd be in boots and all, wouldn't we? So they did deliver. And they, um, you know, let's hope South Africa, uh, again, will try and respect Test cricket to the point where they won't be leaving people out, uh, where they, you know, will be sending decent sides along. Um, and to the fact that, you know, for a side that was out of Test cricket for such a long period of time, um, they uh, don't disrespect it to the point where they double up and uh, make a decision. Uh, like they did this time around. It's 9.26 here on SENZ.